Welcome to Fifty for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner, <laughs> and you're listening to our seventieth episode. Seventieth episode. If you if you're wondering why I'm so hyped up, it's not because I did any drugs. I promise. It's because right before you recorded, I was told I have good energy, so I thought I'd bring some really good energy on this gloomy Tuesday night. <laughs> but you're uh, you're oh, hoping it's gloomy enough. That it will snow here in New York. Yeah, it's, and not, it's not gonna happen. I'll get a snow day. Yeah, snow day calculator went down from seventy three percent to twenty seven percent. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. What kind of prediction is that? From seventy three to twenty seven, just like that? Oh, uh, you know, what I tell you, it is. Tell me, a Nate Silver prediction. <laughs> That's why I have no hope for Barca winning a major trophy this year because five thirty eight has us winning both the league and the Champions League. They have us winning the Champions League every year. I've realized. Do you remember when you were little and there was that preacher? Who said the world was going to end? I believed him. Oh, my God. And you were scared and worried. At this point, with all my homework, I'll be like, what's going to happen is going to happen, you know? <laughs> this preacher <laughs> said that on a certain day, I want to say it was like May 21st. December 21st, 2012. Sure? What thought... happened multiple times. Oh, multiple that's right, because then he moved it. Anyway, do you remember what you said after? No. What, the day after? That was a disappointment. <laughs> no, I said, hey, Solomon, because you were really worried the world was going to end. We were all going to die. You were like 10. Yeah. And the next day. I was 12. Were you, you were 12? All right. Yeah. Because in The next day you walked in and I think, as I recall it, I said, hey, Solomon, you're still here. We're still here. And you said, yeah. And I said, what do you think, you know, should happen to this guy who goes around making this prediction? I said, you should go to jail? I think or- you said they should take him outside and shoot him. <laughs> Oh my God! What was wrong with me? Well, it's uh, the violence. I don't condone, but I understand. Like, it, this is one thing that's wrong with the way uh, the prediction markets I work that, actually, around the yeah. world. Is you know, basically anybody's free to make any kind of crazy prediction. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> you are a little crazy. There's a little bit, but I love. It. I don't know if we should be broadcasting that. I said we should shoot someone. Well, it wasn't like you wanted to shoot someone for no reason. You thought that someone who committed a grave crime should be executed, I think. That's the way I interpreted it, at least as a father. Maybe that was a generous interpretation. (laughs) Anyway. To the football. To the football. I I, I probably stole that from the Men of Blazers. They might steal Probably did. I did steal it. They might steal it. You know what they say? Borrow from the good, steal from the great. And the Men men and Blazers are Are bald. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. They make a lot of bald jokes. Am I allowed to make that as a as a man with hair? As a do you know the word for someone who follicle? has follicle? No, I know they say they're follically challenged. Right. There's a word for hair. Hair having? No. <laughs> hair what is having it? would work. The word is hirsute. H I R S U T E. It means hair. You are hair. really, really full of useless information. Yes. Is that where you're going with that? Yeah, but I am too. I got it from you. <laughs> Um, well, Solomon, as always, I enjoy doing the pod. Are we, with is the episode over? Thank God, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been so. I I have to. Well, I guess you're going to get to the Barca man. Well, I just want to say one thing first. Yeah. Are you going to say and how about the Steelers? I got to say this first. I know we haven't always been. On, we've always been a little bit on and off with the corny. I think we're getting back into it now. But this started in March 2015. Okay. I just want to say thank you guys for sticking with us through 70 episodes. We love each and every one of you. How is that possible? I know, because we don't love you all because we haven't met you all, but we love all of you who we've met, and we are thankful for every one of you who listens to our episodes. Well, that's so thank true. you very much. That's nice of that's you to nice say. To have you I, I second this. But sentiment. I don't understand what is wrong with you people, because I do not understand who would take 30 minutes out of their day to listen to me talk. <laughs> I really don't. Do you? Um, well, I have to, because yeah. I'm your father. Yeah. No, I think, uh, can I also say, um, I think... 
think the last two episodes, which were the first two in a while, because we had a long uh, holiday break, I think uh, you're getting better. I, uh, I, agree. I think you're My maturing podcast, as a thinker yeah. and a talker about I football, and I uh, I enjoy learning with and Thank from you. you. And uh, yeah, no, I I enjoy it, and uh, I know you enjoy it, and so I'm glad that there. Are, you know, um, I, I we looked up the other day in the history of Footy for Two listeners. We've hit over 150,000. 150,000 is a lot. Which is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot it's to listeners. be proud of, uh, especially for a pipsqueak like you. Thank you. But you know your stuff, and that's uh, yeah. so that's what we're here to talk about. That's, we, if, I don't know if you guys have realized, but with Barca doing so well recently, usually we you have nothing to be depressed about. <laughs> Steelers, yeah, Steelers. Oh, that, that one was a hurt. Bad game. We were we deserved the loss. Oh, it was such, and we lost by three points, but we were yeah. outplayed by much more, much, much. It was much such more. an ugly, stupid. Our offense was game good, full of bad decisions. But can I tell you something? So I was, we were watching at home, and then you went out to a friend's, right? And I watched there. You watched there, but can I? I don't know if I told you this before, but when so I feel a little bit ridiculous being a fifty-four-year-old man who still really cares about his American football team. But I, I do. Great, I just a do. lot of people your age do. I guess so. But you know, they were the Steelers meant a lot to me when I was a kid, and I don't mean to say this to promote a book I've written, but I did write a book about my childhood obsession with the Steelers, and particularly this one player, Franco Harris, and and then I spent years as an adult going back and tracking him down and spending time with him and some other old Steelers. And it was just a very, very, very meaningful um, part of my life because my dad had died recently and Franco became, in my mind, this kind of messiah figure, this yeah. stand-in father. So anyway, it's a little bit crazy, but I really, so even though the team now is very different, I still, you know, I like them. I pay attention team. during, like like you with Barca, during the week leading up to a playoff game, you will be I'm reading, reading all, all the blogs and I care and da-da-da. And then the game was such a stinker. It was a sort of letdown. Like, we were arrogant. We, like we said, everyone, including us, the fans, assumed we were going to play New England automatically. We went, we can do that. But the players, the coaching staff, they should be expecting a hard game to make it to the AFC Championship and not expecting to blow by the three seed. Well, that's true. That's exactly right. And that then, was pretty passionate. So about the middle, middle of the third, <laughs> middle of the third period, third quarter. It was just too depressing and painful to watch, even though they kept coming off? back and kept making it close. So you know what I started to do for comfort? You I watched Barca. Watching the Barca match. I'm so proud. And what was I've nice is the one. first time I turned it on, they were down, I think they'd just gone down. No, 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 they were down 1-0. We should give some background for people who don't know yeah, about yeah, Barca at, yeah. at this specific stadium. Go ahead. So let's bring it back and set it up. Barca this Sunday was playing who, where? We also see that. It, it was the last game of the first half of La Liga. We had not lost a game. Say it again. It was the first last game of the first half. Okay, we had we haven't lost in the league. That means there's a break now. Uh, it's no, just numerically, it's the numerically. First half, yeah, right? we'll get to this a little later. We're now the only unbeaten team in league play in Europe. Ah, five leagues. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, so we we haven't won at the stadium in the league in like nine years. How can that be? And, we play every year there. Well, right? one or two years they weren't in the top flight, uh, but still, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, and, and they're not even that a, good. They made the Champions League once on in them. That it's in Bosque. they're in Basque country. Yeah, that's some great play. I've liked two of their players who have gone on to be huge: Claudio Bravo. Oh, and Antoine Griezmann is a huge fan there. Wait a minute, I thought that they were one of the clubs where the players that's had- other boss. One of the other boss teams, Bil- Athletic Bilbao. So Athletic for, Club. for Bilbao, you have to be from the region to play, or most of them do. You have to have. 
Bosque citizenship, I, I do air quotes for those of you who can't see me, because <laughs> I don't know if you can truly be a citizen because it's not a country. Mm-hmm. Um, but either you have to be Bosque. Well, you can be a citizen or, of a region. Citizenship doesn't yes, mean. Or you have to be from their academy, which you'll qualify as Bosque. For. And are there exceptions, like designated players? No. It's really amazing. As so that's Bill Bow. And it's amazing that seeing they've managed to compete so long at that It's level. really interesting that they, that's where Valverde came from. It's interesting that Bosque, they are willing to. Uh, I mean, it's admirable in a way. It's yeah. also a little bit old-fashioned and yeah. tribal, and but it's amazing they can be relatively competitive. Very, they're they're the only club to, besides Barcelona to have never been relegated from the top flight. Wow. It's unbelievable. Huh. So um, it's interesting that you didn't uh, end up a fan of theirs. I'm an American glory hunter. Good enough, <laughs> we okay, anyway, so, yeah, that's Sociedad. Bilbao you're talking about. We so have Sociedad is in also in Basque country. We we broke the losing streak, or the not winning streak there in the Copa last year, but we still haven't done it in the league. Uh, so everyone, no matter how good form we're going into, everyone is always a little wary of this stadium. And then Barca went down. Actually, actually one more thing. One of the most fine moments in one of Barca's most important seasons happened here years me. ago in Luis Enrique's first season. 2014-15, we lost... Um, one nil second minute. Jordi Alba headed own goal. Mm. Um, in the first game of the new year, beat by one of the best managers in the world. Is that fair to say, David Moyes? David Moyes. <laughs> um, David Moyes. Um, and it triggered crisis talks. Messi wanted to leave. He want Enrique's gonna be fired. Messi missed training next day with gastroenteritis, which when old Enrique was gastroenteritis. Ta- gastroenteritis, which um. When an old interview with Chavis dug up, it turns out that's an excuse the club uses. Yeah. For, um, well, that means you've got diarrhea, basically. No, I mean, it's an excuse the club uses when there's something going on uh, from the words of Chavi. Oh, and it yes. wasn't any train session. It was an open train session where all the fans came to watch. Mm. So it was a big deal. And then, Do you that, really think Messi was that upset and ready to go, though, in retrospect? Probably not. You think that was just rumor-mongering among the tabloid press? Most likely. Okay, good. But I believe he was very upset because he was benched. Oh, well, he, he left and Neymar that out. That's were kind benched. of an important part yeah, of the story. Yeah, for, because they were, they were getting back from winter break. For those of you who can't see me, I'm rolling my eyes at very the sun much, for very much. burying the lead. So, yeah, do you and, know that phrase, buried the lead? Yes, of course. You, you do? I, I've said it before. I'm young. I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> you can be both. both. A little bit of both. It's okay to be both. Yeah. Um, so, and then after that, it was like, what people call it the inflection point. We, yeah. we looked at ourselves, we turned around, and we won the treble. So, going to this game, we were, we've, we're, we kind of won the league already. We kind of have. Kind of have. It's a um, especially because we'll get. Hey, didn't we? Didn't you just get done talking about Steeler fans who were too cocky? Yeah. So watch it. Okay. Also, not that even though they're genuinely not a competitor anymore. Real Madrid lost again. I love but we'll to get say to Real that. Madrid is not a competitor anymore in the league. They're not. Uh, they're nineteen points back. Yeah, but I mean, of course, there, you know. no. There's there's no way they win the league. No way. No way. Wait, Can't wait to play this clip back for you over and over again in super slow motion. No. Do you actually think they'll win the league? No, of course not. I don't think they will, but there's no just, way. you know, you have to appreciate the difference between very unlikely and and, and mathematically impossible. Uh, okay. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we were going into it. We've been playing great. but You're right. I mean, there's no it way. It was scary. We thought, and then it, we wait. started very well. Did we? we you, did you watch from the outset? I had a tutor, but I was following it in my breaks. What was the? Uh, and, what was? I watched the, uh, most of the game. What was the uh, formation? What was the lineup? It was four four two. Okay. 
What did you swallow your eyes? Oh, you were thinking. Mm-mm. Trying to think. It was, I think it was a four four two. Valverde. Um, I'm too late to get in the lineup now. Uh, Gomes started and yes, it didn't play. Mm. Um, Paulinho. Paulinho started. Well, you know when Paulinho scored. starts that they're going to win. Yeah, Simple so as that. We started well, but we went one no down to William Jose. He scored. I've always been a big fan of when he's at Los What kind Palmas. of goals? Oh my God, I can't remember. It was either the headed one or the deflection off Trish Jagan. One, yeah. one was one. Was yeah. I might, might so anyway, really they went down not just one nil. But two nil. Okay, now I turned it on somewhere. I can't. I, think I was I watching it on, this on my phone at my friend's house. I think I turned it on briefly at one nil. Then I turned it on at two nil. And I heard the beloved Ray Hudson, St. Ray, say. Unbeaten streak is ending or something? No. He said, uh, I mean, he was just citing his research, which was that, and I found this so hard so, to believe. So that we'd never come back. That Barcelona had not come back at Real Sociedad from any deficit yeah, since like 1911. I, I think it was a 2 0 deficit. I don't think so. Anyway, I, we should we should look that up. I believe Ray always. You should look that I was up later. They, have, they used to be a real yo-yo club, not being on top flight too often. Yeah. So in, in any case, what happened... 38, 39th minute or something, Paulinho scores. He he played terribly. If you watch him, he, he does. You know, this is, um, this is what but they call... But he scored in these games, that's what matters. Yeah, but this is like, um, you know, we talk about biases sometimes, confirmation yeah. bias, recency bias, and so on. When you think a player is not good or graceful or good at certain things, it's easy to watch what they do. Like, I, I notice this with me with golfers, like golfers who... Happen to not have a good swing, or happen to get like really emotional. You think you discount them in your mind, but for all the time that you say Polino didn't play well, or he did score. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what I, I'm saying is Barca, a club that's identity and play is based around technical, beautiful midfield play. He's kind of a liability to the team. Well, maybe so, but let me just ask you this: but last he popped year, up and scored an but last goal. year they were technical and beautiful. How'd that work out? They were they were not technical and beautiful. Okay, they tried to be technical and beautiful. Luis Enrique did not try anything. Okay, sword. all I'm saying is this: we didn't have Polinio. Scoring goals is kind of no, important. It's very, and I'm praising him. He had a great game. He has, yeah, um, but you pray, that's called left-handed praise. Let, let, actually, I'm waving my hand. Actually, brief stats to you brought by Coors Light. <laughs> I see that on TV, and I'm hoping if I say that, I'll get paid a lot. Is that how it works? <laughs> it's not. Am I, are we going to hear from Coors Light's no, no, now you just like... <laughs> ruined it. Totally ruined it. You ruined so, your whole career. <laughs> I think it did a long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> I forget if it's as many or more, but in as many or more... more Luca Mod... No, oh my God, I can't talk. <laughs> Paulinho has as many or more Lolly goals than Luca Wait, Modric. Wait, I'm, I'm curious about uh, that little Freudian slip there. You meant to say Paulinho, and you started to say Luca Modric. Because he comes in in a minute with the uh, stat. Okay. Paulinho... Okay. The god, the yeah. best player to ever play football. He has as many or more league goals. I can't remember which one. <laughs> as Luka Modric has in La Liga in 136 less games. Mm. He has twice as many goals <laughs> as reigning bound door winner. I'm the best player in history. Cristiano Ronaldo. That's just weird. It's just been a weird sports year. Yeah. Can I say, um, can I give you um, an interesting statistic that has nothing to do with sports that I think you'll appreciate? If it disproves my point anyway, no. <laughs> uh, it does not. Again. I had to think it through. Um, Leonardo da Vinci, who... Wait, related yes. to DiCaprio, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Interesting character, obviously. Um, not, But not many of his paintings survive, but The Last Supper and Mona Lisa obviously are very, very famous, and so he's famous as an artist, but relatively very few of his paintings survive. Mainly a survive. scientist, right? 
Well, was he a real scientist? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, we call him a renaissance. Anyway, I'm not here to debate how substantial he was because that's an interesting, and that is an interesting debate. But I will say one tiny tidbit that I found fascinating reading this biography of Da Vinci uh, by Walter Isaacson, who's written biographies of Steve Jobs and Einstein and Benjamin Franklin and and others. He wrote that um, uh, Da Vinci uh, is most known to us these days and his, what we call his genius is most known to us through his notebooks. And because his notebooks back then, notebooks were pretty, pretty dear. They were expensive. The paper was expensive. And uh, he would, would fill every page with all kinds of different things. There'd be mechanical drawings. There'd be art. There'd be portraits. There'd be poems. He wrote in mirror scripts. So he wrote backwards. There'd be, ideas, and it was just every square inch was kind of crammed full. And I may have the number wrong, but something like, he he created something like 2,400 notebooks over the course of his life, which, wow. you know, if you think about it, maybe isn't that much. I mean, you know. If you Use do, a lot of notebooks. Yeah, yeah. But here's what was fascinating. Uh, Walter Isaacson, as I mentioned, uh, wrote a biography of Steve Jobs, which was really interesting. He had great access to Jobs, and he was a fascinating character. Would they come when he's alive? What's that? Sorry, it came out after his dad. Um. Oh boy, I should remember this. I think it came out. I think I remember after he died, but I can't only remember a little bit after. Yeah, I and, think that might have been intentional. And Jobs had come to Isaacson and basically asked him to be his biographer and oh, given him access nice. to himself and to people in his world. So the access was amazing. But here's the interesting thing: in the Da Vinci book, uh, Isaacson writes that of the 2,400 or however many notebooks there were. Roughly a quarter of them survived, which is why we know about Leonardo what we do. Yeah. And if you think about that, that was 500 years ago. That's not that much. <laughs> well, I think not that many to survive or not that many, not that long. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 500 years ago, the fact that. Yeah, a lo- that, man, that's a lot. It's a lot because paper is a pretty good medium, right? Yeah. But here's the point he made. A smaller percentage of Steve Jobs' emails and correspondence from like the 1980s and 90s survived. A larger share of Da Vinci's uh, notebooks survived than the uh, correspondence of Steve Jobs from 1980s and 1990s, which shows how, you know, media changes, how formats change and so on. Um, and so it's remarkable that we know as much as we do about uh, Leonardo, and that's because paper turned out to be a more preservable medium than the early days of the internet. Yeah. So in that regard, Paulinho <laughs> versus, who was it you are talking about? Luka Modric. There and you I, go. I'm not saying that Luka Modric is not a better player than Paulinho because you have to be incredibly stupid to think that Luka Modric <laughs> won the best midfielders in the world. But I'm just... I'm just Pushing my bar side. How old is Paulinho? 28, 29. So maybe he has, maybe he's a late bloomer. Maybe. Maybe he'll become one of the best midfielders in the world. No. How do you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. Because but, why? Wait, I just want to interrupt. Wait, stay with okay. me for one more minute. Because if you look statistically watching him, everything. Does he really look like one of the best midfielders in the world? Yeah, but that's what, I mean, I'm sure we can think of athletes who don't look the part of a world-class. I mean, look, you're God, Leo Messi. He's like a munchkin. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Footy for Two listeners for indulging us over the past years. The show has now been ended, and (laughs) we are disbanding as a family. I can't deal with this guy anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I insulted your uh, your your Munchkin. My Munchkin, the greatest player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I'm not even going to indulge in that one. And also, I'm sorry to all our listeners that this has become a Bartha show lately. I just can't control my passion for what we've been doing. So we'll quickly, as quickly as we can, round up the game, uh, finish running up, and get on with the business. So yeah, we were down 2-1 at halftime. What's the business? The rest of the footy world. Uh. So we were down 2-1 at halftime after pulling you as goal. Then he's back. He The, the best drug in the world is fully back. <laughs> Luis Suarez strikes that second, that first goal of his. Great ball for Messi, but that curled finish. That was one of the most. I'm not even gonna try to explain it. Was an it. amazing goal. It's one of the most amazing goals I've ever seen from him. That wait, that was the first goal where he curled yeah. it into the right. Second upper, yeah, upper second neck. one was a good finish. Yeah. Then you did you see our fourth goal, Messi's free kick? Yes, I did. That <laughs> that was bizarre, and the poor keeper. No, people. people People, I don't know, for everybody doesn't know that keeper's John Marui. He's supposed to be amazing, yeah? How do you know? Good job. Did I tell you? Or? No, I I mean, I was listening to the commentary and I read a little right. bit about him. I've always been a huge fan of him. Man City have a 12 million buyback fee yeah. on him. So I think that in hindsight, they're signing for Eder, of the Ederson for a world record fee, somewhere like 35, 40 million for a goalkeeper. has gone very well. But they could, I think they could have done just as well if they signed him back for 12 million, 12 million pounds to use away for them. He's a great keeper, one of the brightest keeping prospects in the world. Mm-hmm. I think he should Can be started for Argentina. Can you explain what happened there? Because yeah. all I saw was Messi lining up to take the kick. He kicked it out to the left the, around the wall. There are two two possibilities. Right. One, he didn't. He thought Messi was going to go the other way. It probably wasn't that. Say it again. He, he thought probably, Messi was going, was going to go the other way. Yeah. Second one is Messi's free kicks have an ability to bend in a way that no one else do, except maybe Andrea Pirlo or Christian Eriksen or Hakan Tahanoglu. So the way he did, you see the bend on that. It looked like there's no it, way it's going to be. It looked like it bent ten yards. It looked like it was, it was going like, out. So yeah. I think he just thought that it wasn't going to go in. Yeah, but like even if you, but he I, literally, he was. Uh, to me, it looked like he didn't see it. The other option, the other possibility, this is kind of joke, kind of true, is people have confessed to being so amazed by Messi that they kind of are stopped in their tracks. I don't think that's what happened, but I think he was just. I think he was just so confused by the way it bent. I'm not saying he was so amazing. Do you, think he, do you think he didn't even go for it because he thought it was five yards wide or something? And that's what I'm saying because yeah. it looked very wide. Uh, can we just see that as an unbelievable goal? Mm. You know what people say his best ever free kick goal? Who is against? Tell me. The USA. In the Copa America. Uh, we were sleeping. Did you see it? We were sleeping because it was 3 a.m. We were, we were in France. You watched the it years. 80 times afterwards? I did. Yeah. I, I was, I, if I was watching that game, I have, I would have rooted for the U.S., I think. It would have been so hard to root against him. You know, it was a blessing that you couldn't watch it, I think, because I think you would have been torn. Yeah, and we, we got killed for now. Maybe you wouldn't have been torn. <laughs> um, yeah, so then it was it, the character was unbelievable. The toughness and the, the steel and, that Valverde is. Where does that come from? You. Valverde, I'm saying, has instilled. You sure it's not Paulinho? On an individual sure level, Paulinho's yes. Paulinho's not the secret sauce that brought this team together. I'm sure. He's definitely <laughs> been helpful. But I think Valverde's really instilled a belief in this team. We used to not score many late goals. Madrid used to, besides PSG, it's a big example. Mm-hmm. But we scored a large amount of late goals this year, I think. I've read somewhere. But yeah, so let's go to the rest of the league. Real Madrid loses 1-0 at home to Villarreal. They haven't won the last four or five games, I believe. <laughs> They're in crisis. And Zidane signed a new contract. Merry late, late Merry, I don't know, I'm Jewish. Merry late Christmas. <laughs> um, Ibar loses one nil home to Atletico. Drona, Catalan team, beats Las Palmas wow. 6-0. I What's Drona doing? 
pretty well, I think. I just want to say. Kind of mid-table. Ha, 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 Las Palmas. Palmas, you are disgusting because they did something that I think they don't usually do. Tell me. On the day of the Catalan referendum, remember how we there were people being beaten in the streets and we play behind closed doors? Yeah. That's against them. And I think they usually don't have this on their jerseys. They had Spanish flags when they usually don't. Really? Is yeah. this real? It might be wrong by nine. Also, sure is that disgusting or is that just a measure, stupid. A, a indicator of unity and national? On the pride. day that people are being beaten in the streets for voting, yeah, but they didn't know that people were going to be beaten on the streets. No, they knew there they, was going to be an election. Well, a referendum. It was going on. They, mm. um, they got beat six 0 by Catalan team. Is Puigdemont I, back in? Uh, I don't Barcelona? think so, but he may be. So don't quote me on that. Okay. And no. Depor Tivos is two one over Valencia. Give me uh, other than the um, rather astonishing news that Barcelona is unbeaten in La Liga and that Real Madrid is way down give me the, the storyline. No, yeah, just give me the the thirty second summary so far. First half of La Liga. Um, I know for the most part, I'm going to look up the table just for any glaring things. Yeah, I let it go in, in second. They've only lost one game, wow. but they've drawn six, which is not good. Valencia, they've been terrible the past few seasons. They weren't a big club anymore. Now they're doing really well. They're solidly in third. Um, now that Betis being seventh, wow. I think it's their first season back up. It's mm. huge. Mm-hmm. It's really huge. Troy's in tenth. Getafe's in ninth. It was a surprise. Ibar in eighth. We love them. Um, Espanol first looked like. Why do we love good. Ibar? Because they have that tiny little stadium. tiny stadium. Yeah. They're they're a they're a tiny club. Yeah, um, they're so poor that when they were promoted, it was a year. Remember how Barca lost the title at home on the last day by drawing Atleti? We had just in case we had confetti uh, for if we wanted. They had our same colors, so we gave them the confetti. <laughs> That's nice. That's um, what do you think the payroll is of a uh, of Ibar, for instance? I'm not good with numbers, but probably a sixty fourth of a Leo Messi. Mm, no, <laughs> not quite that, but no. but I don't yeah. know. You think like maybe Messi, maybe not even all of Messi for their whole definitely not really. That, Messi that makes low. forty million a year, I think. Yeah. Is there any um, whatever salary cap, any distribution like that in the league? No, that's the that big deal that MLS yeah. has. It. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Um, to the football in the Prem in England, we're going to start with Liverpool. Beating- so wait, sorry, go back to the Liga for one minute. So who would be the biggest surprise thus far? Would it be Ibar? I'd say Batiste in seventh. Oh, Batiste, sorry. Yeah. Batiste, yeah. And uh, how's Girona? They're tenth. Okay. Yeah. So. In the Prem. In the Prem. Liverpool beats Man City 4-3. to three. That's, a big, that's a big Pep result. finally loses in the league. Yeah. For Liverpool fans, yes, this is your first game without Coutinho. Yes, you played very well against the best human league. No, you're not going to be okay. <laughs> not kidding, but no. It's not even about Coutinho. This game too excited about one game. It's a big deal. Okay. Hats off to you. Playing devil's advocate, let me just but like, say. You're, you still, you're still, people, one of the reasons people were most thinking about Coutinho League is that he could have stayed and helped them win the Champions League. That drove me crazy because Liverpool right now is not a Champions League winning club. You're me, still not going to Let me win just the play devil's advocate for one moment, yeah. please. Which is, don't begrudge Liverpool fans their joy. They just beat the unbeaten team in no, the Prem. and I'm very and impressed. they're getting over losing Coutinho to the... You know the bullies. Yeah, the bullies, Barcelona. Yeah. So, and I will say, for all it may seem, I like Liverpool a lot, and I respect their fan base greatly. So, why are you telling them to not uh, get? I joy would say out this: any not to get joy, just realize. I think this is what clubs like Liverpool and Arsenal used to be massive on the pitch, but have faded in recent years. They'll have one game. They'll say we're back, but you really got to take it all in stride. Is what I'm saying. Well, what if what if it is the trigger that leads them to be back? Then I was wrong and great job to them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 
Liverpool fans, congratulations. I mean, you're probably right, unfortunately, but congratulations to them. City. So- <laughs> Is that a spoonerism? <laughs> no, I meant mean, to say city, but I said shitty. Yes, you did. Are we finally going to have that explicit E next us on yes, iTunes now? Finally, we earned it. Finally. The e. Took 70 uh, episodes. Dan, Dan is a wonderful guy who edits our shows. Please do not cut that out. I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to get a rough just... edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, proceed, please, my son. City. City. Showed. Ah. They are vulnerable to high press. That's what you're trying That's to say. That's what Klopp, Klopp is heavy metal football, yellow teeth. He's saying for having yellow teeth, fun fact. Um, I'll talk about it another time. Um. He he found a way to beat the best team in the league, one of the best teams in the world. Now and you're attributing this to Klopp, the manager. Why the, the players carried out greatly, but no other team has played this offensively against City this year, trying to really beat them instead of draw or not lose. And I think it's very impressive. And it shows they conceded three goals, but they scored four. What do you think? Um, how do you think Pep spent his evening? Uh, from what I know about Pep, I've read extensively on him. I think he will be very cut up. Um, people will say that the invincible is not going unbeaten doesn't matter to him. I think it doesn't matter as much as some think it will, but it'll mean something to him. Yeah. Um, I think he will study this a lot, see where they went wrong. Because even they lost 4-3, it was really more because they had two pretty late goals. Do you think maybe Valverde sent him a note and said, see you later? I don't. I think Ernesto's like the classiest of the classiest yeah, teams. That would be a terrible thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, to the Prem, more Prem, Bournemouth. Beats Arsenal two to one. <laughs> Arsenal, you're not worth it right now. How's Bournemouth yeah. doing in the table? They're up to the 13th or 14th, okay. so they should stay up. All right. Chelsea and Leicester get have a no no draw. Um, I wrote Barca should be very confident about Chelsea. I'm not saying that because they are a good team, and I think they will play to our weaknesses. They will sit back and counter like a team like Man City would do. Um, but I'm not that worried about them in the Champions League, like, even though we have a big long history with them. When are those matches? February 20th and March 16th, sometime around there. Your prediction? Well, I think we're going to go through. I, who is your prediction for ultimate Champions League? Let's say the final would be between who and whom? Well, it's so hard to say because it's a draw. Right, sure. All right, so Salo, who would you say are, let's just say, the two best uh, teams in cha- remaining in the Champions League? I think pretty simple, Barca and Man City. All right. Barca, yeah, I'd say so. Um, if that were to happen... If that were to be the final? Yeah. First of all, are you a little torn just because of Pep? And are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I love Pep Guardiola to death. Uh-huh. But are, are you at... <laughs> What's wrong with you, Steve? Well, many things. But Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. I'm working on them. Yep. Okay. Do you actually think I'd be torn at all? Um, I know that your admiration of Pep is deep and long. Lasting, yeah. and um, no, I could obviously. I know you're going to be rooting for Barca. But it would I could not see, be any consolation if, they, if Pep but won. I could if we see lost you to being them. torn up for Pep if Barca. Maybe, a, probably not. Though. All right, carry on, young man. Um, first, before we finish, I just want to say thank you to Rondinho, one of the best players to ever play the game. Is retired. He he has played in a game in two years. He's officially retired now. Wow, where was he playing last? He was playing at Carretaro in in Mexico, or. Fluminense or Flamengo in Brazil, I forget. Will you uh, maybe, after we finish recording, give me a 10-minute a primer on his career? Would you like I me mean, now I'm, or it's 10 minutes? You want, to give a, you want to give a one-minute primer? Yeah, he was not only was one of the greatest players ever played the game, he's one of the most entertaining, probably the most entertaining, exciting player to ever play. 
dribbling, tricks, everything. He was a great goal scorer too. One of his most famous games was for Barcelona. He played there five years. He's one of Messi's mentors. Um, it was when he conquered the Bernabeu. There have been two Barca players, three Barca players, one of them whose name I forget in the 70s or 80s. Well, three Barca players who have gotten real standing ovation from the Bernabeu. They know of. I don't think Messi ever has. Even though he's put on absolute master classes there. Um, one guy in the 70s or 80s whose name I forget. Uh, Iniesta and Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho mm. scored two goals in a 3 0 win. Wow. A beautiful performance, just one of the best players to ever play the game. And, what and he's credited with having millions of people fall in love with football because of him. And what is it about his performance and Iniesta's, for that matter, that makes the Real Madrid fans, even though they're getting beat, what, stand up for them and not Messi? Would you yeah. say? Well, no, not not Messi per se. Just what is it about them? I think it's about their personalities. Because Iniesta is just like the model citizen, you yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a friend. Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho, he's known for always having a... Like, there's very few pictures of him not smiling, that's mm-hmm, what they say. Mm-hmm. And he's just a happy, contagiously happy guy. And, and Salah, what was um, what was Ronaldinho's World Cup history? He, has, he did win the World Cup in 2002, it was. So yeah, he's one of the seven players, I mean this right now actually, to win the Champions League, the World Cup... And uh, the Ballon d'Or, which hmm. is pretty exciting. I think I'm surprised there are seven that have done that. Me too. I think there's going to be an eighth player next year, this year. Really, the Munchkin? The Munchkin, Steve. Really, the Munchkin. You're you're saying that Argentina is going to win the World Cup this year? Oh no, probably not. Now that I think about it, maybe <laughs> not. All right, what else do you have to tell me? Um, what else do I have to tell you? Um, oh, actually, one thing I do want to bring up. Hey, are you playing indoor uh, futsal this year? I haven't. I don't know why I just didn't do it this year. Oh. I'm busy with work and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, Ezequiel Barco, a very young, promising Argentinian, Argentine, Argentinian attacking midfielder, signed for Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if this official was going to happen for a fifteen million dollar fee. Wow, so the highest fee in MLS history. Holy cow! Yeah. By by a lot, I would think, right? By five million over Michael Bradley. <laughs> Via Via was getting something like six a year, wasn't he? No, I'm not talking about like transfer. Oh, I'm transfer. talking about transfer fee. Oh, wait, transfer from who then? Independiente in Argentina, who he's their second most expensive sale after Aguero to Atletico. And a lot of young European teams wanted this kid, and he made it to Atlanta. Is this, this is a huge deal for MLS? Is this the signing that makes you? Start to take MLS yes, seriously? Yes, I think so. Because signing these aging players is exciting and fun and all that. But signing a real up-and-coming player who could make it a top club in Europe for MLS is unbelievable. Does it make... What do you, and actually, we have... Or never mind. We have some stuff about MLS, uh, some things we're working on that we'll tell you at a later date. Do you we'll think that you will... Uh, this will be a, a more involved MLS season for you then? Yes, I do. And how are you feeling about... NYCFC's prospects this year? Think we'll do well. I don't think we're good enough to win the We signed cup. a lot of players. I mean, there's been yeah. a lot of turnover. Do you like yeah. the caliber of the players there? For my senior, yes, I have to look into it more. Um, I think it's kind of simple. This year will be very good with WD, and next year when he leaves, it'll be harder. Mm-hmm. Much harder. <laughs> but I do think Patrick Vieira is a phenomenal coach. Uh, and do you think this is a prelude to a return to England? I mean, is that the obvious... 
I think mm-hmm. I think he may be being groomed to be city coach one day after Pep mm-hmm. leaves because mm-hmm. he was coach one day reserve squads. And Pep's not a club. guy to hang around for more than three years. More than four, no way. So maybe one or two more years here, and Patrick Vieira will return. Will go to yeah. Man there city. could be someone in between. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's finish up the Prem. Tottenham beats Everton four 0 Two games from two goals from Harry Kane. We can the all time leading score for Prem. In the prem for Tottenham, with like a hundred already or something. Whew, he's one of the best strikers in the world. He's unbelievable. Man United beat Stoke three 0 Valencia, Martial, Lukaku score. Lukaku, I mean not Lukaku, Pogba, Martial already two world class footballers. Martial is probably about to get there actually, but they have so much such a high ceiling. Pogba, I saw ranting that there are six or seven players in uh, top five leagues who have nine league assists this year. Pogba has a, them in 13 games. Wowzer. It's crazy. Crazy. How's Germany? Uh, Germany's doing well. Schalke lost four at home to Leipzig. Bayer Leverkusen loses three at home to Bayern Munich. Nons succumbs, big word. One at home to PSG. No. 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 I actually, one of my good friends, Victor, he may be being signed to Nons Academy. Really? Yeah. How old is Victor? He's my age. He's 17. Uh-huh. Um... Question for you. He's there for a tryout this you, year. Uh, you, I saw in an email to a mutual friend, suggested that Liverpool acquire Pulisic. I did. Pulisic, Pulisic. As, the American, uh, as the American commentators say. What do you think is his future, near term? Ability-wise or where he goes? Where he goes. I think he'll go to Liverpool. You do? I think he could eventually go to a higher club. I think eventually... I love, we, I love that you call Liverpool a lower club. They would love that. It's true. Uh, They've won the league since 1989. Uh, I know, but they're still Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I think eventually a certain Catalan giant may come haunt them really? for the third time for really? him. I think he's that good. Really? Uh, I think also because, you know, one of the players who helped so bring Girona, him to So Girona is. is interested, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, help, is one of the players who really helped make him who he is at Dortmund. So that's going to be a vital uh, connection Good point, right there. good point. Um, one, do you I think that's why the rumor mill is so strong that he's going to Liverpool, though, because of the partially the, the uh, American owners may have something to do with it. I don't yeah. know what's really all, also makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, he seems like a Liverpool type player, good on the ball, but hardworking. How would he look in red though? That's important because in I, yellow, you know, he looks looks good in yellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I want to go back to a non PSG game. Yeah. There was a disgusting play from a referee. Tell me, I don't remember the whole story, but for some reason he. He, a player kind of sh- nudged him because he was in his way running, which I think you can you can do it. You can get him out of your way, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he he tripped the player and gave him a red card. If you watch the video, it's indisputable. Everyone huh. agrees the referee's been suspended, which is good in the record no return. But. Should we hunt him down and throw eggs at his house? Do you think? Kind of. It's friends. I think we should throw old, expired, stinky baguettes at his house. <laughs> Got us some class, Stephen. Uh. So of all the topics we covered today, here's what I will reserve my enthusiasm for. This better be a good ending. Is this one of your endings? It better be, because your rhymes have been very weak <laughs> They've lately. They've been terrible. <laughs> um, I'm happy you're so into the boys in blue. Okay. Hey. Hi. Not so bad. It's not funny for one, <laughs> it's funny for two. Thank you for listening to the 70th episode. Good episode.